All right, guys. Can y'all hear, hear me? Mm -hmm. I can. All right. Welcome in. We are College Sportscast. I'm not sure. I tried to click it and I had to change stuff. So I've got an adapter that doesn't seem to be working. So um, for my internet. <laughs> so I apologize. Um, got John Hammonds with me. And we've got a special guest tonight. We've got Jake Crane from Crane and Company with us tonight. What's up, Jake? Oh man, just uh, got some some football going right now. Ready for a uh, another weekend of football. I know some people say it's it's not the biggest weekend of college football, but look, as as long as we're playing football, I'm happy. That's so true. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree with you. Uh, we are. We want to welcome welcome you to College Sportscast and welcome you to the show. We appreciate you being with us tonight um, and talking a little football with us. I know you guys are on the Daily Wire. Is that correct? Yeah, Daily Wire. Easiest way to to reach us on YouTube. I mean, it's Crane and Company, uh, C R A I N and Company. Uh, head over there, hit subscribe. We just uh, hit over a hundred thousand subs, so really excited about that. And. Yeah, talk talk a lot of football. If you uh, got live call-ins and a live chat, uh, it's it's a good time. That's cool. We appreciate you being with us, Hammonds. You got a question for Jake? Mm, not not. I mean, not off the bat. I just kind of wanted to hear his thoughts on the um, Texas Alabama game from last week. It was it was very. That was an intense battle. Um, Saturday night in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, uh, you know, I I picked Texas going undefeated, making the playoff. Uh, you know, kind of stuck with my pick of them going into Tuscaloosa and, and being able to pull out the win. Just you know, because look, it, it comes down to personnel mi mixed with the coaching staff. You know, I'm not a trends guy. If uh, trends stayed the same, nobody'd ever get better, nobody'd ever get worse. And you look at what Texas returned up front on the offensive line. You returned five of your top six pass catchers. You bring in Eddie Mitchell from Georgia. Uh, you have some young but very capable backs, a tight end that's effective. Uh, and Steve Sarkeesian, you know, having a chance to dial it up, one of the best play callers, uh, one of the witchiest of the witches out there when it comes to putting his team in a position and, and have a quarterback like Quinn Ewers that can make all the throws. Uh, you know, offense has really never been the problem for Texas. It's been defense and what they brought into the portal, uh, what they've been able to develop in that front seven. And, and you saw it. You know, they were able to get after Jalen Milroe and – Quinn Ewers left the game with a jersey as clean as when he walked in there. So I think it shows you kind of where Texas uh, is right now. Uh, they finally have the personnel to do it. Uh, and as long as they stay focused and, and not let prosperity be a problem, uh, this is a team that's really going to keep making some noise. I agree. So... We had a little debate topic on our show on Tuesday night. And uh, I said, you know, with Texas' big win, is Texas ready for the SEC? Well, look, I mean, it's one of those things. It's it's You're not going to know in, until they're able to go through it. You know, the common misconception isn't, you know, can you beat Alabama in a one-off? Can you beat Georgia in a one-off? The, the hardest part of the SEC is having to go through the grind of that schedule. I mean – you know, Vanderbilt is is still Vanderbilt, it looks like. But but outside of that, you know, every week's a fist fight and Clark Lee's building that place up. It's not easy to go to Ole Miss. It's not easy to go to Mississippi State. It's not easy to then turn around and play Arkansas or LSU. So I, I think the strength of the SEC is, has always been the grind of it. I mean, it's it's a battle of attrition. Uh, and, and when you look at the league and kind of the trajectory of where it's going, Tennessee – uh, is is building. You see what they've been able to accomplish and, and the direction they're going. I believe Shane Beamer and South Carolina uh, are on the way up. That offensive line's got to improve, but but it will over time with how they're developing offensive linemen and the way they've recruited. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Texas is is one of the few programs that can come in the SEC and and be able to have, uh, you know, the, the NIL abilities that they have to bring in players that can compete. Uh, but again, it's it's you know I've never been to prison, but but I guess you don't know if you can handle prison until you've been in there for a while and yeah. going to the SEC. Uh, you know you're, you're not going to know until you're in there and you're throwing punches. So that that begs me to ask you about Tennessee. Um, you know they they travel to Florida this weekend um, in a big tilt in the SEC. Where do, where do you see that game going? 
Well, look, you know, Tennessee hasn't won down there since 2003, but it's it, it's a new team. It's a new circumstance. Obviously, it feels like both these programs are going in different directions, uh, even though, I mean, going back and, and looking at the Utah game, Graham Mertz actually played better than what I thought he was going to be able to play. But Florida's got to be able to have some semblance of balance on offense when it comes to run pass. You know, they really weren't able to run the ball successfully, really didn't try north to south uh, a lot of it was lateral uh, and then obviously they got you know hurt themselves with penalties in big moments you look at the special team penalty that extended the drive I mean going all the way back to the first drive of the game against Utah where they get in the third and one off a jet sweep get a false start end up getting in third and six have to punt and Utah hits them with a bomb the first play so uh, when I look at this game I, Joe Milton's got to show it to me look is Florida the best team in the SEC no, but I think they're going to have to make him throw through tight windows and make the routine throws routine. Uh, I do think Tennessee wins, but I think Florida covers. I think this is a tight game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. One of my favorite bets of the weekend is the under. Uh, I got it at 59. It's at 58 and a half right now. So give me the balls. Because, uh, look, I think people kind of always talk about Joe Milton and, and the warp drive offense and you know what Josh Heupel wants to do on offense. I think Tennessee's pretty damn good on defense, too, when you look at him. And he's really upgraded that program up front we always say on crane and company you want to go from the duplex to the suburbs the quickest get you better do. up front i don't think enough people talk about that so I, i'm gonna to go to another question you know there's not a big slate this weekend um it's kind of it's kind of dull in a way except for a couple games what's one game underrated game that you're looking at on the on the schedule that says hey this might be a really good football game well, yeah, be, being the football junkie I am, you know, as, as long as there's there's games being played, I'm, I'm going to be excited about it. But look, I, I always like when opposite styles meet each other. Uh, you know, you look at Minnesota going to North Carolina, uh, the way Minnesota handles their business, kind of more methodical, want to run the ball, play action, run the clock. North Carolina, even though Phil Longo has gone up to Wisconsin, you know, they want to throw it around a little bit. They, they want to get Drake May uh, on the move. Uh, they they want to let him put pressure on defenses. You know, North Carolina's defense looked a lot, looked very improved week one against South Carolina and then took a step back in week two against App State. So does that tell you more about South Carolina? Does that tell you more about North Carolina's defense? But I do know this about Minnesota. They're, they're going to make you earn it. They're going to find out. They're going to try and move you around and, and see how you respond to it. And if North Carolina is able to just sustain, uh, I think North Carolina wins that one in Chapel Hill. I think the line's at seven and a half. I, I wouldn't touch it. Uh, you know, with, with a with a twenty foot pole. Uh, but at the end of the day, I just like when different styles meet each other. We're seeing it tonight, right now, as we're talking in Memphis and Navy, and that game's fourteen up at halftime. Uh, so I always find that interesting. You know, you look around that mm -hmm. there's some sneaky matchups. You you got a bitter rivalry in New Mexico, New Mexico State. Uh, my mm -hmm. buddy's the OC out there at New Mexico, hoping they can put up some points. But you look around that there, there's some sneaky matchups, man. Uh, South Alabama going out to Oklahoma State, seven and a half point uh, underdog. Uh, my alma mater out there, seeing if, seeing if they can do something after kind of a, a letdown start against Tulane. They didn't play as well as, as I thought they would. I know Kane knows that. But uh, there's some good matchups up there. You just got to kind of dig in and find them a little bit. They are. And, and then you got LSU, Mississippi State. Um, mm -hmm. That's another game that's a big one on the docket. You got Arkansas and BYU. Um, but my next question is, how did you get into all this? I know your dad played football for Auburn um, growing up. <laughs> And I mean, was it something you always wanted to do or is it just? Uh, no, man, it, this all happened by accident. Um, you know, I coached for nine years, six, six and a half at the division one level. And I was actually interviewing for the defensive coordinator job where I was coaching up in Montana when COVID hit and they sent us all back and sent all the players back home. Cause you know, so when nobody really knew what was going on with COVID in, in 2020 and, uh, I was trying to kind of waste time uh, before we went back up there. Uh, again, you know, our, our head coach was like, I, I don't know exactly when everybody's coming back up. So I went and bought a $50 mic and and just kind of started talking some ball into it. Really started out regionally with Auburn. Um, got hit up by some investors a couple weeks in. I mean, it took all the the technological knowledge that, that I had to get the audio on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It wasn't on video. And some investors hit me up. or like, hey, we're listening to this. It's It's performing really well you know, would this be something you'd be willing to move to Atlanta and think about doing for a living? And I was first I was like, no, like I'm, I'm, you know, young, I'm moving up the coaching ranks, you know, liking my trajectory. And, uh, you know, they made an offer that I really couldn't refuse and went up there, got put on video by a production company run by a guy named David Cohn, uh, who's now a co-host of the show and put it on video. And Hugh Freeze at Liberty was the first interview I did uh, up there on video, I was doing a lot on audio. And within uh, four months, 
Colin Cowherd reached out. Uh, we signed a six-month deal with the volume. It would be the college football show over there. And then when we were renegotiating that, Ben Shapiro DM'd me and uh, wanted us to be the sports show for the Daily Wire. So uh, I haven't even really been doing this for three years. It's It's been you know kind of a crazy experience. I'm uh, just waiting to wake up from a coma. Yeah. And let 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 them tell me which eighteen wheeler hit me on what road. So, um, yeah, it was kind of just organic, man. Um, you know, like the best things are. And, and I know you started. I remember you as J Boy. Everybody knew you as J Boy, and that's that's really where you got it really started. And then it kind of just evolved to where you are now. Yeah, and, uh, I, yeah. I still people still call me that. I it's still in my. Uh, uh twitter profile and uh yeah started out as the j boy show and and morphed into uh crane and company and just has has taken off man it's uh it's it's crazy so what so what's it like working with your brother and and uh cone i say i say it's a treat sometimes oh yeah it's it's fantastic um you know i think kind of what separates us is it, yeah we work for the daily wire but i mean we don't really get political out, outside of men not being in women's sports, but I don't even think that's political. I think that's, you know, why you look both ways before you cross the street. It's just common sense. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, working with my brother's great. He played receiver at Western uh, Colorado, you know, Cone played quarterback at Michigan. It's, it's, you know, we, we, it's kind of like an, an old school sports show. I mean, we, we get down to the nitty gritty, but we have fun. It's I always say it's like uh, if, if you got to sneak into the field house of your favorite football team or sports team and, and you got to hang around with the coaches while they drank beer and, and just talked about the uh you know what's going on and because again you know we're we're fortunate enough to have inside knowledge of the game i mean if you listen to the show for five minutes you'll know what i'm talking about but uh it's it's great man i mean we get along we argue sometimes but um it's uh it's really good chemistry and, and i really enjoy going to work what's been you know your biggest surprise and which has been your biggest letdown as far as college football teams this year because you know texas is you know they're on the up and up you know a lot of people wasn't real sure what they're going to do and then they go into alabama and they win and you know give me your takes on those well i mean surprise has got to be colorado right you know not uh not just that they're winning but but the way they've won you've got two different experiments going on you've got one where you know, we've seen teams and, and new coaches bring in a lot of players from the portal. We've never seen the amount that Deion Sanders, you know, brought in. Football's the ultimate team sport, trying to trying to get guys, that many new guys from different places to come in and, and be able to work together and really win by, by letting the other team make mistakes. I mean, Colorado's played pretty clean. You know, they're not the best team up front, but, but you look at Nebraska, I mean, they fell apart, you know, post Malone style. Uh, you go back to week one, they let TCU make the mistakes and and let their identity kind of take over. And and then on the other hand, you got Travis Hunter, you know, the Shohei Otani of college football out here playing 125, 130 snaps a game. We've never seen that before. So Colorado, without a doubt, uh, who's going to be three and zero after this weekend against Colorado State, is is got to be the biggest surprise. I'd say the biggest letdown so far, probably be the Southeastern Conference. To be honest with you, in general, not that you know the, the SEC is bad, but we're so used to seeing the SEC dominate. Uh, and then you look at, at North Carolina beat Cl uh, South Carolina. You look at what FSU did to LSU. I mean, you, even going all the way to, to Wake Forest, you know, beating Vanderbilt. It, it seems that, you know, the mix of the new quarterbacks uh, at the top for the SEC and really in general, uh, and, and that blended with the transfer portal that's kind of rose, uh, you know, a, a rising tide lifts all ships. Uh, I think we've seen some middle-of-the-ground Power 5 teams really kind of move up and, and be able to, to replace some guys with experienced guys and have success. So, yeah, uh, I would say the SEC and, and the Wisconsin, you know, kind of the way they played at Washington State, they're kind of one of my sleeper teams this year. Still a long way to go. Plenty of opportunities ahead of them, including Ohio State at home. Uh, I'm big on Luke Fickle. I thought him bringing in Phil Longo, the OC from North Carolina, uh, who's got a great resume. I thought that was a really good decision, too. So I'd say the SEC kind of being slow out of the gate, uh, and then Wisconsin so far would probably be the letdowns that, that have kind of you know stood out the most. I expected Alabama – uh, to struggle a little bit just because they had so many unknowns. You know, you're changing your philosophy. Mm -hmm. You change both coordinators. You got a quarterback that's inexperienced. And, and to me right now, it looks like you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole with what you want Jalen Milrow to do with a three-step, five-step, you know, go through everything and instead of just letting that dog eat. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, of Colorado, do, do you see Travis Hunter and Shadur Sanders as being Heisman finalists and being those guys that can – work their way into the Heisman top? Well, you know, right now, uh, I think Shadur, definitely. Uh, now, when it comes down to it, you know, 
Colorado, you got to win enough games to be able to win the Heisman. Now, RG3, they won nine games, and he was able to win it. Could Shadur do that? It's very possible. But but look, mm-hmm. we're going to find out a lot about Colorado. Uh, he, they're going to have some Heisman opportunities. To have Heisman moments, you need Heisman opportunities. And when you play teams like Oregon and USC and who they got coming down the pipe down the stretch, they're going to have a chance. Uh, the question is, can they hold up up front? Can they protect him long enough? Because Shadur is, is without a doubt, uh, an NFL quarterback, you know, the way he handles himself inside the pocket, outside of the pocket, going through his reads, not afraid to throw the check down, not afraid to throw the ball away. And, and you know, he's got enough wiggle to be effective running the ball. I've been very impressed with the way that he handles the game. I hate the term game manager. Every quarterback is a game manager. If you're not a game manager at quarterback, you can't play quarterback. I feel like that's one of the worst terms in sports. That's like calling a pitcher a game manager. It's just, yeah, duh, that's that's his job. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I do think Shadur has a really good chance. I want to see how long Travis can play uh, th- this amount of snaps. Um, I know training in elevation helps you, but it's just it, – it's with the physicality, with, with the beating that that you take even playing one side of the ball for a whole season, trying to stay healthy on one side of the ball is hard enough, let alone both sides. So I think Shadur for sure. Well, we'll we'll go with one more question and we'll let you go because we just want to do just a twenty minute thing with you and let you go. But the SEC, you know, as we look at the SEC, what makes it so down this year in your regard? Is it is it the quality? Is it just teams not playing really well? Or well, you know, I I think it's still early in the season. You know, I I would not be shocked if you see the SEC as as this goes on and. uh you know, we, we interviewed Cole Kublick today for our uh, game day special that we're releasing on Saturday. And, you know, he was talking about a point that, that one of his co-hosts, Greg McElroy, made, you know, and, and it's everybody. It's across the board. You, you don't hit as much in preseason as, as you do, as you used to. So I, I think you're going to see some teams make some jumps. Uh, but that's across the board. It's not an excuse. I think what the reason you're seeing is you look at the amount of quarterbacks that you had to replace in the SEC compared to other places, including – the Pac-12 that seems like they returned to every quarterback possible, and then Oregon State added DJU, who's been a great fit over there so far. We'll see once Oregon State gets into a little bit more competition. But I think you blend the the changeover at quarterback. I mean, look at Carson Beck hadn't got a ton of reps at Georgia. Jalen Milrow hadn't got a ton of reps at Alabama. Uh, Tennessee replacing Hendon Hooker with a guy who's you know the jury's still out on. I uh, go uh, up and up and down the board. I mean, you know, Auburn bringing in Peyton Thorne, who does have some experience, but hadn't played in the SEC. Uh, it does seem that that the changeover at quarterbacks had some effect. And look, I, I think you go back to the transfer portal. The rich are always going to get richer. That that's how mm-hmm. it works. But you're seeing some some middle middle ground Power Five teams really mm-hmm. be able to bring in guys who have experience and supplement their roster. And some guys who are really good players who may not have gotten a ton of playing time at the place they were come in and, and have a chance uh, to shine. So I think, I think it's a mix uh, of a couple things, but I, I would wait, I would wait, you know, I, if, if, the, if some of these sec teams still look bad, you know, in the next three or four weeks, you know, even as we get into conference play, uh, then I would call it down. Uh, I think just cause they've had a rough two week stretch, it's a long season. You guys know this better than anybody. I mean, it's a marathon, not a sprint in college football. So what, we're going to find out soon. But but I think that's kind of one yeah. of the the symptoms of the uh, the overall, uh, you know, not not decline of the Southeastern Conference, but the slow start out of the gate. Well, and, and you got Devin Leary too at Kentucky. That's that's another one. He he hasn't really yeah. Played. He's got to play better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he, he, it's off with his receivers. There's just something they're not clicking together. But but eventually. They'll get it going, and they'll and Lane Cohen and get that offense together, and they'll they'll figure it out. But yeah, but well, Jay, well, look, man, well, yeah. Early in the season, yeah. I'll just say this before we ride out. Um, early in the season, a lot of times the offense is behind the defenses. You'll see offenses, especially yeah. with new quarterbacks. Uh, that's why continuity is such a big deal, right? I mean, you look at Quinn Ewers, who's thrown to Xavier Worthy and Jatavian <sighs> Sanders, and and all these guys. They, they've thrown seven on seven for for two years now. You get a new quarterback mm-hmm. in there, especially one that comes in during the summer. You know, game reps is impossible to simulate. Going through one fall camp, it's really hard to build that chemistry. I talk about this, you know, with Peyton Thorne at Auburn. What was my biggest concern for, for Peyton Thorne at Auburn outside of seeing if he can run the ball well enough to be effective in the RPO was how good is that chemistry, that in-game chemistry, when you've got to be able to, to communicate when, when you can't talk uh, and put that ball on the back shoulder or know when somebody's breaking in on a choice route or an option route. That stuff just doesn't happen overnight. It, it takes mm-hmm. time. So I think we're seeing a little bit it of that does. across the board too. Yeah, I, I, one more thing before you go. There, there was a little clip that I watched. I guess it might have been this week 
where you had Tim Brando on and he he said, who's the Texas A&M of being Texas A&M? And he said, it's Texas A&M again this year. <laughs> and I kind of I laughed and I thought, you know, Tim Brando just he don't cut no corners. He just he just goes after it. And yeah, uh, Timmy B doesn't shy away for sure. And and I'll say this about AM. Look, when we've when we watch AM lose games, you know, here recently, uh in the past, they they've looked inept pretty much in every phase, right? I, I think that game said as much about Miami as it did about AM. I thought Miami's physicality, especially on defense. I mean, they got some NFL mm-hmm. cats running around there. Uh, yeah. but you know, I, I thought Connor Wegman still looked pretty good. He had the one pick where the receiver fell down. I was just shocked that Miami had so much success through the air because Miami, make no mistake, through Mario Cristobal, their head coach, they want to be a run-to-pass team. Uh, they want to be a team that puts on the ground, beats you in play action, throws quick game, and takes a shot over the top. Uh, they kind of went bombs over Baghdad against AM and Restrepo and that group absolutely went nuts. I think it kind of shell-shocked Texas AM. And look, AM caught a couple breaks on special teams too. You know, blocked a punt early in the game. Miami dropped a punt uh, that mm-hmm. AM was able to score on. So you take those gifts away, it could have been even worse. But uh, with the way the SEC looks somewhat wide open this year, I, I wouldn't panic yet if I was an AM fan. That that defense has just got to hold up more. But Jake, I appreciate you, man. Um, thank you for being on the show. Uh, I'm a huge fan of yours. Um, it, keep man. doing what we're doing with um, Crane and Company, and we'll catch you on the flip side, man. Definitely, man. Well, anytime y'all need me, just holler. I uh, got a lot of respect for what y'all are doing. Uh, enjoy chopping it up with you guys and, and talking on social media. And, yeah, you can catch us. We're uh, live each weekday, uh, 6.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. Central, 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. That's There's only two time zones I really know outside of that. You know, just, just look at your phone or whatever. Unless you live in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> yeah, you live out, yeah, you live out there. I mean, uh, the live's kind of hard to catch because it's so early, but yeah. it stays on YouTube and Apple Podcasts and Spotify yeah. basically forever. We have a game day show. Uh, on Saturday and then a Sunday recap in the morning. So we're putting out content every day, taking live calls, got a live chat uh, where we answer questions. So yeah, hop in there. Let's have fun. Have a good one, man. Thanks, brother. See you, man. That wraps up the show with Jake Crane. Um, I'm not sure where Brad is. I think Brad got some technical issues with the internet. But John Hammond stepped in and he did a heck of an interview. <laughs> hey, I think I might like this idea. Just, just, just clear All right. out. Can, and, can, and let me take over. Okay? Uh, can you hear me now? Well, so I didn't want to be in and out, in and out. It was messing all up. So I just stayed out oh, and let I'm you just, do the interview. I'm picking at you, man. Um, Brad's having some technical difficulties, folks. It's, it's just it's it was, part of what. We've had them, what, the last couple of weeks, and we're just we're struggling right now, but we'll get it figured out. Yeah, so I tried a new adapter tonight yeah. and just wouldn't won't work. It just didn't work. So I guess I wasted my money on that. Uh, we're good. Hey, absolutely. The, it's what it seems like. I'll, I'll, what's that old saying? Um, I didn't want to be I'll, in and out, so I just let more, uh, I just let you kind of do the. Nah, you're good, man. I I, I took care of things. <laughs> All right. So was that was, was that was Jake Crane, and we appreciate we appreciate Jake being on with us tonight. Um, I apologize for not being in, but I just felt like the interview had run smoother. Um, so I was kind of sitting in the background. I was listening the whole time. But um, anyway, so now we are set and we are going to do we are going to do our game day pickums. <laughs> Yeah, All right, guys. Yeah. I think we're back. And as soon as I get these things to pop up, I 
I got the list here with me. I just can't figure out. So I'm trying to find the list of the games that we're doing. Here. I'm trying to get that. Is the Travis Hunter's thing still on the screen? Let's see here. Let's see here. And he's left us again. So we're having, having technical difficulties. Um, you know, the big games this week, um, let's go here. We've got Louisville plays Indiana on, on Saturday. We got LSU, Mississippi State on Saturday. We have – I'm go through this list. Um, South Carolina, Georgia plays the 330 game. Um, Tennessee, Florida plays the seven o'clock game and we got, and we got a few more, but th there's just not a lot of games this week, um, on the docket that really just jump out at you. I mean, you have, you know, Arkansas and, and BYU and you got, um, the, the backyard brawl, West Virginia and Pittsburgh, you got Georgia Tech, Ole Miss, the rivalry from back in the, in the old days. So there's not a really a lot of games to to really look at to say, woo, that, that just pumps out at you. But next week, hold your hold your pants. Because next week there's some big time games next week, ladies and gentlemen. But we gotta get through this week before we get to next week. <laughs> yep. If we if we can. All right. If can you can. hear me? <laughs> All right. Can we the hear first, you? Yeah, I hear you. The first game we're gonna do tonight, guys is Penn State at Illinois. Penn State is a 15-point favorite in this game, according to DraftKings. Um, I do have our numbers scrolling at the bottom, finally. Um, last week, I will say I was 8-4. and four. John was 5-7. and seven. At the bottom of the screen, two weeks, I'm 13-10. and 10. John is 11-12. and 12. And Taylor, who was with us the first week, is 5-6. and six. Um, so that's, that's how the picks are so far. And John, we'll start with you on this game, Penn State, Penn State versus Illinois. This will be the first road game, um, for Penn State, but Illinois don't have the defense and I don't think the home environment to rattle Penn State. And I think Penn State's defense is going to force Illinois to try and pass the ball. And I just don't think they're going to be able to do it. You know, the last time these two teams played, I think it was 2021, Illinois, they, they beat Penn State, and I think it was a big nine over – was it a nine overtime game in in College Station? Not College Station, um, Happy Valley. I think it was a nine overtime game um, where I think Illinois lost their quarterback. Um, so, this game's on the road at Illinois. It's a big test for, you know, Penn State. But I just – I think Penn State covers this game. Um, Illinois has not impressed me the last two weeks against Toledo or Kansas. They've just they're they're just not a really good football team. And I think Penn State covers this game. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm mostly with you on that. You know, Penn State has got a really good football team. Drew Alar has been um you know, around the top 10, you know, so far through two weeks as far as passing yards and and, and the way he has looked. Um, and they have got talent. Um, I, I kind of picked them to be um, up at the top of the Big Ten. And for that reason alone, I'm going to go ahead. I think they will handle this. Now, 15 points is a pretty big spread, um, but I think they can handle 15-point spread at Illinois. So, I'm going to go with you on this one and pick Illinois. The next one we're going to do is LSU. LSU is going on the road at Mississippi State. 
and LSU is a nine and a half point favorite at Mississippi State. It's a tough place to play, Hammonds. What do you think about it's, this game? It's a very tough place to play. You know, Mississippi State, for me, they have a very suspect secondary. They got gashed last week by the Arizona quarterback on the ground. I think they gave up um, 44 yards and a score on eight carries. And LSU brings into this game Jaden Daniels. They have a dynamic pass catchers to go along with it. You know, they got neighbors. Um, I think they got the guy Brooks on the other side. I don't think the Tigers are going to have a big issue passing the ball. And, and it'll be a double-digit win for LSU. I just don't see – Mississippi State hanging in this football game um, at all. Even at, even at Starkville, even in a tough environment, I think LSU is just the better team in this game. Um, I think the, the defensive worries that I'm having for Mississippi State, that's, that's really where I'm going with this because if Arizona eats you up, what's, what's LSU going to do with the offense that they got? You know what I'm saying? So give me the name. Well, I mean, Daylor or whatever his name is at Arizona, he's a pretty good quarterback. He is. Um, but really I get your point. Yeah. Uh, you I, know, I, I get your point I don't on think, it. But I don't think LSU covers, though. So you're picking Mississippi State to. I'm picking Mississippi State um, to cover. Yeah, to cover the spread. Cover the spread, yeah. Okay. Well, that's kind of the way I was thinking. I think this game will be closer than most people think, especially especially the first half for sure. I think it will be. Um, you know, I tell you what, if you're going to pick Mississippi State, I'll, I'll, I'll go the other way. You know, I think there's a chance LSU covers this by the end of the game. Um, but it's – it's going to be a closer game for the, for most of the game than what most people think. It is a tough place to play that crowd and bells and everything else they do there yeah. is pretty tough. So, you know, yeah. I'll go, I'll go LSU covers. All right. And our next game is a big 12 SEC game. So our next game is Kansas State is going to Missouri, and Kansas State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite on DraftKings in this game at Missouri. So how do you feel about this game? This is a game that I really don't know which way to go, to be honest. I want to take Missouri. I want to take Kansas State. I think Kansas State has the better team. Um, Missouri does not throw the ball very well. You know, Kansas State does. They, I think they've scored over 40 points the last two games. If Missouri cannot throw the ball, they're not winning this football game. They, they got to make plays through the air. And I think Kansas State will do just enough to win this game on the road because Missouri, if you look at them last week, they barely scraped by and beat Middle Tennessee State. And you can't do the things they did last week against a team like Kansas State because Kansas State will make you pay for it. So give me Kansas State, and I think they cover this game. I think they go over the three and a half. Um, I think this is a really tight game first half, and I think K-State pulls away late in the fourth quarter. Well, that's kind of where I am with this game. Um, Kansas State, Iowa, it's at Missouri, but three and a half points is not much to cover, although I did lose a game last week um, because they won by two, and it was a three and a half point spread. Yeah, um, yeah I did lose. One of the four games I lost last week was that. So It's okay to lose. Um, it's okay to lose a game. Yeah. <laughs> and, well... I got I got the team right that won the game. I just didn't get the spread. So, um, but I, I'm going to do K State and take the three and a half points. I just feel like they're the much better team. 
Yeah. They um, so I'm going to follow Seal K-State and take the minus three. All right. And then our next game is a Big Ten versus ACC. We've got Minnesota going to North Carolina. Um, and in this one, North Carolina is at home, and they are seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Man, this is a very interesting matchup, and I'll tell you why, because you have two different teams playing here. You got North Carolina that plays offense, and you got Minnesota that plays defense. And which one's going to break first? I think Minnesota covers, but I think North Carolina wins this game. Drake May is probably one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He's on the Heisman watch. I just think there's too much offense. But I think Minnesota will keep this game close. I don't think they're going to run away with it with points because Minnesota's defense is really, really good. Um, North Carolina is just going to they're, – they're going to need to grind this game out and and win by what the margin is. What is it, seven and a half? I think they'll they'll win this game and grind it out. It's seven and a half. Yeah. But I do think Minnesota. So you've got North Carolina covering? I got Minnesota covering, but North Carolina wins. Okay. So you got North Carolina winning and Minnesota covering the seven and a half spread. Seven and a half, yeah. Keeping it within seven and a half. Yeah, I just yeah. think it's going to be a grinded out game. All right. Well, you know, at home, you never know with North Carolina. They can have a game like last week against App State, and it's, you know, <laughs> one score and then the other score and then they score and then one score. You know, I mean, it could be a game like that, and it could be close all day, or yeah. they could play and beat, you know, and beat them 42 to 17. I mean, you just don't know with North Carolina – Mm-hmm. This week, I'm going to take the seven and a half points at home. Um, I'm not sold yet on, on what this Minnesota team is going to be. Um, so I'm going to take North Carolina and take the seven and a half points. And I can't really tell, guys, if this if my screen is changing or not. Yeah, it's changed. So... It is? Yeah. Okay. I just I can't really tell if my screen is changing or not. So the next game we're going to talk about is South Carolina at Georgia. This is one of the bigger games this week in the SEC, but Georgia mm-hmm. is favored 27 and a half points at home against this South Carolina team. Spencer Rattler's been really good. I'm going to say this though. They allowed nine games. sacks. They allowed nine sacks against North Carolina, right? Against North Carolina, and mm-hmm. the North Carolina's defense they did is is nothing compared to Georgia's. And you know Georgia's offense, you know they're they're still a work in progress with Carson Beck and that, and and the wide receivers, but. I just don't think they're going to be tested against South Carolina. I don't. I think Georgia's going to move the ball up and down the field against the defense that was pushed around by North Carolina's offensive line. Um, this is a tough opener for South Carolina on the road. And I'm, I'm just going to do it. And, and I know people's going to say, oh, yeah, but I, t- give me the 27 and a half. Take the 27 and a half. I just don't. I, don't get me wrong. I like Spencer Rattler. I think he's a good quarterback, but he's going into a tough environment to play. And Georgia is a different animal compared to North Carolina. Well, I agree. So you're taking, you think Georgia's going to cover 27 and a half. <laughs> I do. I really do. I, I, there's a lot of smack talking going okay. on between these two teams already with the, you know, saying that, Apparently, one of the South Carolina players said something, vice versa. There, there's just a lot of – and I think Georgia, which I, 
that was taken taken plum out of context by the South Carolina guy. He never mentioned Georgia, but Georgia will take that and they will run with it and they will use it as motivation. That's just how Kirby Smart does, and Kirby Smart is a very smart coach. I'm tempted. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm tempted to say South Carolina will hold this within four scores. I'm tempted to say that in this game. I do think Georgia wins this game. They probably win it pretty handily. Georgia has been kind of slow the last two games to start against some not-so-great teams. And Spencer Rattler's been playing great. Um, Now, you're right. He ran for his life, but still played good against North Carolina. I'll just say the offensive line's got to be better, though, against teams like Georgia. Yeah, but they've – it's got to be a lot better. Together, they've got like three new guys on the whole line. They're banged. New. They're actually – they're really banged yeah. up right now. They got so, I don't know. So, I'm going to take Georgia in the points, too, even though I think – even though I think that there is a chance that South Carolina can keep it within four mm-hmm. scores, I'm – yeah, I mean, I just feel like that's the smart move. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It is. But we'll see. So the next game we're going So the next game we're going to talk about is is we're going Washington's coming to town. Um and they're oh. playing Michigan State at Michigan State, but Washington is a 16 point favorite. At Michigan I don't State, even think this, I don't even think this game's close. There, there's so much going on at Michigan State right now, with with off the field issues. Yeah, there is. Yeah, you know, there is. Penix Jr. is one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and they have a tandem that will have problems stopping Michigan State or Washington. They've shown up on the defensive end as well. I think the biggest difference in this one is the the inexperience with Michigan State. I just don't think Michigan State can win this game. You know, there's so much going on with um, the coach, you know, a lot, a lot of things going on behind the scenes behind, in the locker room. Um, I just don't see this game being anywhere within 16, 17 points. Um, Washington covers and wins this game going away. So, And I lost Brad again. <laughs> He'll be back in a minute. While we're on that, let's figure – let's see here. Tennessee plays um, – you want to do the Tennessee game next? Did you finish this one? Yeah, I said Washington wins this game going away, 16 cover. Yeah, I'm I'm picking Washington to cover in this game as well. I yeah. think Michigan State is a as an absolute mess right now and Washington has a really really good team. Really good team. Yeah, there's there's too much uh-huh. going on at Michigan State right now. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. Um, so my next game, yeah, you're right. My next game is Tennessee at Florida. Um, mm-hmm. it's in the swamp and Tennessee is a six and a half point favorite. Here's a big one for you. The volunteers have won two straight games, but they really haven't faced anybody yet. And, they have to run the ball to win this game, I think. You know, their defense has done a good job so far. You know, they limited Utah even in the loss. They've done a really good job. that They're good at defending the run. Um, I want Joe Milton to show me something because I just haven't seen it in the last couple of games. You know, the first game, you know, everybody says, well, he's he done all this, but Virginia – it's just not a real good football team. I'm sorry. They're just not real good. 
and no, they're not to show me against better competition. You know, Tennessee hasn't won. I'm not so sure that Florida's a real good football team. Not yet. I, that's that's what I was getting ready to get at. And I, if I'm not mistaken, Tennessee hasn't won there since what, 2003, 2002, something like that. It's been a long time. So it's been a long time. Yeah. I think Tennessee wins this, but Florida covers the spread. It's a rivalry game, man. And and when you have a rivalry game of this magnitude, you can throw records at the window. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say Tennessee would lose this game. I said they'll win it, but I think Florida's covering the spread. Okay. Well, so for me, I'm going to take Tennessee to cover. I mean, I just feel like Tennessee is, is a far better team. I know Florida's probably going to going to try to run the ball down their throats. Mm -hmm. would be, that would be what I would do if I was there. Mm -hmm. They got two good running backs. Yeah. And, and You're kind of echoing. It's going in and out. If I was them, I would just line up and trying to run the ball down their throats. Yeah. And possibly run 40 times, to be yeah, honest with you. That's what I would do. Um, but with that said, I think Tennessee's got the better team. It's six mm -hmm. and a half, one touchdown. I think they can cover that. So. I'm going to go Tennessee to cover in this game. Um, our next one that we're going to talk about Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh yeah. at Virginia. You know, and I want West Virginia. Okay. West Virginia is a three-point favorite. You know, West Virginia used to be such a, a force at home. You know, it was, it was tough to go against them. You know, their crowds usually got wild. But, whew, last year, I think they gave up 48 points to Kansas State and 55 to Kansas at home. So what do you think about the Pittsburgh-West Virginia game? West Virginia might be without Devin Carter, and that's that's a big – that hurts them, I think. I don't know. This one's tough to gouge. Um, you know, it's Can the backyard brawl. They both hate yeah, each Pittsburgh, other. Yeah, Pittsburgh-West Virginia. Backyard, backyard brawl, it's minus three. Yeah, they can't, they can't stand each other. Um, I, think, I think I'm going to go West Virginia to cover. To win this game, I just—I'm not sold on Pitt. Not, I'm not sold on either one of them, but I think West Virginia, being the home team, I think I got to give them the edge there. And I lost him again. We'll give him a minute to come back. Usually don't take him very long. Yeah, it's it's been bad all night. Um Bo. Um he's not had really good um audio tonight.
<clears throat> Let's see here. Hopefully he'll come back. We can get this finished here. I told him your audio has been horrible all night. It's been. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with it. I really don't. I, I don't like the other night I done this and it ran just fine. And then tonight I sat down and it's running like crap. So you get it. I mean, it's the same setup. I don't know. I don't get it. So It is what it is. So I'm taking Pittsburgh. In this game, you want to do, one more, you want to do one more game to get this over with? <laughs> well, I've got just a few more, is all we got. Okay, I got BYU at Arkansas. Arkansas is an eight yeah. and a half point favorite. Yeah, uh, I think I'm gonna take Arkansas on this one. I think they cover the spread. Um, KJ Jefferson's probably one of my players to watch for this year year but they do lose raheem sanders rocket sanders he's a huge blow um i would go with the underdogs but it's it's at arkansas um you know they both had an easy schedule so far but and i think this will be a big test for both teams but i think arkansas yeah. will be the, the they're more they're more in tune with this game i think because of the quarterback play Give me KJ Jefferson in, in Arkansas. I think they could. Yeah, I'm going to take Arkansas in this game too. I'm not sold yet on. Yeah, I, I'm going to take them in the eight and a half points um, for Arkansas in this game. Um, what happened with Rocket Sanders? Uh, he's Is got he some out? undisclosed injury. I think it's something to do with his. Uh, might be a late. I'm not sure to be honest with you. I just know that they made a comment last week about it, and it kind of boiled up. So I don't know. Didn't really give a lot of detail. The one, the, the stuff All I right. listened so, to didn't give a lot of details. The next one is Syracuse at Purdue. Syracuse is a two and a half point favorite at Purdue. Mm-hmm. Um, this game will go to the wire, I think. You know, Purdue, they gave up 371 passing yards and four touchdowns in week one to Fresno State. Um, Syracuse will have a hard time keeping Purdue's ground game in check, too. I think this is going to be a battle for, for 60 minutes. Um, you know, give me – I think you're going to give me the underdog and the points. I think I'm going to take Syracuse in this one. Even though it's at Purdue, I just think Syracuse is possibly the better team. And I'll take the home team. If you're going to take that, I'll do the opposite. I'll take that, the home team and take Purdue. Good. Yeah. I do think this game um, will go to the wire, though. Trying to be a little bit different this week, and my picks That's will fine. probably be absolutely terrible. But the last one we're going to do tonight and picks is TCU at Houston. And mm -hmm. TCU is a seven and a half point favorite. Oh, that's I don't even like I don't even like that. Uh both of these teams to me are very inconsistent, to be honest. Both of them hasn't, haven't started out well. Um, this should be a really interesting game, to be honest. I like TCU, but just because Houston's secondary is vulnerable, um, I expect a high-scoring game 
but I think the talent level will prevail in this one with TCU on the road. So give me TCU in seven and a half. They cover. Yes, yeah, Houston hasn't hasn't impressed me so far, to be honest with you. Um, no, you and you hang around with. I think was it Rice last week? I think maybe Rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you let Rice hang around. You're. It's just. I know. T- I know TCU got beat by Colorado in the first game, whatever, but I'm still I'm taking TCU at yeah, the seven and a half points in this game. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the smart that's the smart move to yeah. make, probably. Um, so you know, I'm gonna take TCU and the seven and a half points and see what happens. All right. So the past couple of weeks we've been doing an upset pick of the week. I'm here to tell you we haven't done too hot. We have missed both of them so far um, on the upset pick of the week. Um, but, um, you know, what I'm not, um, What do you think – what do you think you're going to go with for the upset pick of the week? Uh, I'm gonna, I actually think this week's kind of tough. It is. Give me um, – I look for Duke to have a slow start. They've come out of the gate pretty quick. I wouldn't be shocked if they overlooked Northwestern in this game at home. And give me Northwestern. It's just a game that kind of just bulks out, bulks out at you like, Duke's done really well the last couple of weeks, but they're always due for that one bad game. You know what I mean? And I think this could be it with Northwestern. Okay. Well, mine, I'm actually going to take a home team that is a three, three and a half point underdog to Fresno State. I'm going to take Arizona State to win at home um, as an underdog. That's that's going to be my upset pick of the week. Fresno State has got a good team. Um, and this Arizona team is starting Jaden Rashada. Um, he's played one, one lost mm-hmm. one. Um, they lost last week to Oklahoma state, uh, but was in the game, the entire game. So, um, give me Arizona state as my upset pick of the week. And then our wow. locks of the Not week, of John, you're zero and two and I'm, I'm, <laughs> John, you're zero and two, and I'm and I'm one and one so far in our in our locks. My, my of the lock week. this week. Um, my lock I missed this last week. week. My lock this week is Colorado. <laughs> Colorado State coach opened his mouth, and he's he he's yeah. fixing to have it. Yeah. He's getting to have meatloaf and and mashed potatoes served to him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Dion that's probably so true. He's gonna have it served. Well the on spread's a 24. So so put it they gotta beat him by 24. Put it, in, put it in stone. I think that's a that's the my lock of the week, Colorado. Prime <laughs> time. <laughs> After yeah. All right. So I'm gonna take a road team here for my lock of the week. I'm taking Florida State as a 26-point favorite at Boston College as my lock of the week. I just feel Um, like Florida State is that good, and I really don't feel like Boston College is all that great of a team. So I'm going to take Florida State at Boston College on the road um, in – for 26 points as my lock of the week. And we'll see how that goes. Um, and, and for everybody wondering, all right, so for the audio, you know, it's been, it's not been the best tonight. It's, it's been in and out. So, and it's not really my audio. It's the internet connection. It's, it's not the internet connection, right. I'm guessing. Yeah, it's the internet connection. So. Yeah. 
but it's causing my audio to go in and out. Right. But, we'll, we'll be fine. Uh, we'll get it. We'll get it straightened out. I'm not sure. We've run it two or three times here, and it hadn't done it. And now tonight it did. So I don't know. But, but John Hammond um, did. John Hammond did pull a Deion Sanders interview of the century tonight again. <laughs> Jake Green. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we want we want to uh, give a you know a big thanks to Jake Crane for joining us tonight. Yeah. We apologize for the difficulties you know, you know that we've won't, had here tonight, you know but Jake, come on, up, right? and we appreciate him being on. You know my head's going to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, but, no, but seriously, we, we appreciate Jake coming. The next show is going to be. Um, Sunday. Sunday for our week three wrap up weekend wrap up show. Um, the AP poll comes out just an hour or two before we do our show. So we always kind of go through the AP poll um, on Sundays as well as do a college football score scoreboard and run through the whole scoreboard of what happened. And um, hopefully I'll get all of this worked out and we won't have an issue. We find it always seems to want to act up. So, yeah. Um, but anyways, we appreciate you guys being with us.